Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here on a chilly Wednesday morning at 6 o'clock for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Tom Alexander in for Deborah Roberts. Our top stories this morning student walkouts are planned across the country today, and the Pulse Gunman's Widow's trial begins. Details coming up in one minute. And with the opening statements and first witnesses to be called today in the North Salmon trial, in a moment we'll hear live from our Stephanie Mays, who is live at the courthouse in downtown Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Coming up on 602 now on News Radio 1025, students and teachers across the country will walk out of classrooms today in a show of support. For the 17 people killed in the mass shooting at Stoneman Douglas High School in Broward County last month. In Michigan, Grand Rapids Central High Middle School senior Ellie Lancaster helped organize the demonstration at her school. It's less about politics and more just about common sense that schools should be safe and um, that this isn't okay and we shouldn't normalize school shootings. Empower, the group organizing the protest, says the walkout will happen at 10 a.m. in every time zone will last 17 minutes to honor each of the victims who died. Some schools are allowing students to take part in the walkout. Others are encouraging them to engage in other ways. Yeah, I'll have my take on that in the 7 o'clock hour. I'll ask folks whether or not their kids are going to be walking out and how they feel about that. Thousands of school walkouts are planned today nationwide. Scores here in Central Florida. I have some of them in a list coming up in one hour, Tom. Well, we'll look forward to that, bud. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Twelve jurors and six alternates will hear opening statements in the trial of Nor Salmon, the Pulse gunman's widow. Alan McBride has the details. The prosecution says it has no plans with its opening statements to suggest that Salmon's husband targeted the nightclub as part of an attack against the LGBT community. Rather, the prosecution appears to be laying the groundwork for its case that Salman knew in advance of the attack and helped her husband prepare for it. The mass shooting in June 2016 killed 49 people and left more than 50 others wounded. Alan McBride, News Radio 1025 WFLA. Salman's trial is expected to last three weeks. Democratic candidate Connor Lamb is declaring victory in Pennsylvania's special congressional election. A number of absentee, provisional, and military ballots still need to be counted, but elections officials say Lamb leads Republican Rick Saccone by less than 600 votes. Right now, Saccone is not conceding the race. Even though the margin is razor thin, a recount is not mandatory. The Pennsylvania Secretary of State's office says because the race is in one district and not statewide, a recount is not required by law. However... Petitions for a recount are allowed. We'll see how it plays out. They're just two-tenths of a percentage point apart in that uh, race that is considered by some to be a referendum on the strength of the Democrats going into the midterms, Tom, and on the Trump presidency. That's right. That district has been a Republican stronghold for many years now. Right. And physicist Stephen Hawking is dead at the age of 76. His contributions to science spanned more than four decades. Many people knew him as a rock star scientist. He was very famous, appeared in TV and movies. Uh, He was born in Oxford, England in 1942. He became most famous for his work on black holes, cosmology, and quantum gravity. He also wrote many books on those subjects, including the bestseller, A Brief History of Time. And he was also incapacitated most of his adult life with Lou Gehrig's disease, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. And was completely immobile. Um, It was remarkable what a force he was 
although he had no physical capabilities remaining at all. Remarkable yeah, story. Absolutely. WFLA News Time now is 6.05. You can read about the woman who spent $17,000 on a life-saving treatment for her 17-year-old cat at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Boy, Tom, can I relate to that story about all that money? I know how people are with their pets. We had a member in our extended family who spent $10,000 she really didn't have to try to extend the life of a cat that was really at about that stage Mm -hmm. at the end of life. You know, people just, they get almost irrational, you know, sometimes with the with the intense love they have for their pets, and they do things like that. It's remarkable. It is. You pets, know? Sometimes, they're, you know, pets are part of our families. Yeah, they sure are. But, boy, I'll tell you what, you know, it's and there was no way to talk her out of it, too. Of course and I, not, and Her no. heart was in the right place. But, um, wow, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people who can relate to that story. Tom Alexander in for Deb this morning with news top and bottom of the hour, whatever it breaks. Yaffe's the Lone Ranger in the control room, our executive producer, because normally alongside him would be our great new call screener, Stephanie Mays. But you see, Stephanie is one of these trial junkies. When when we told her that the North Salmon trial was about to begin, she says, I want to go. I want to go. And I said, well, if you're going to go, we're going to get some work out of you. So, yeah, right. so correspondent Stephanie Mays in a moment, Yaffe, is going to join us because she is down outside the federal courthouse and yep. uh, she's going to set the scene for the trial, which she hopes to be able to get in with one of the the very limited number of seats available to the general public. Yeah, I just talked to her a couple of minutes ago, and it looks like she's in line really high up in the line. So it looks like she's going to be able to get in. All right. Well, we're going to get into that here in just a moment. So stay tuned. Every hour, we're going to check in with Steph down at the courthouse. And it's a big day, opening statements and first witnesses to be called in the North Salmon trial in the wake of the Pulse nightclub massacre. Of course, she is the surviving widow of Omar Mateen, who engineered the massacre of 49 people there before cops took him out. And then we're going to check in with the president, who was checking out uh, wall prototypes along the Mexican border yesterday. And boy, there's all kinds of stuff going on with Trump. We're all over the hirings, the firings, and all sorts of things. So this is going to be a busy morning. We're going to try to keep it moving and tie it all together and get you in on the conversation. Good morning, Orlando, for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Stay tuned right now for your chance to win $1,000 on our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. Listen now for the key word of the hour coming up in just a second here. Then text that word to 200 200 for your chance to win $1,000. And right after we give you that chance, I'll give you an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Joining us live on the line, the phone line from outside the federal courthouse in downtown Orlando for the North Salmon trial, our call screener, Stephanie Mays. Stephanie, good morning to you. Good morning, bud. So, what's the scene down there? Paint the word picture for us. Well, right now I'm standing here at uh, Division Avenue and Central Boulevard, and I'm the second person in line at the moment, so that's a good sign. Yeah, because they take, what, about 10 people from the public are allowed in, not very many, so it looks like you've got a shot at it. That's what it sounds like, so I'm hoping I'm going to be able to get in today and hear the statements, opening statements. And uh, how many other people are now online down there? Um, it is just me and one other lady. No kidding. What about the media? Yep. Is there a presence down there? There must be in that regard for all the early morning There's, television newscasts, I would think. 
Yes, there's one on the corner where I'm standing, um, Central Boulevard and Division Avenue at the moment. So they're starting to set up. So You're, I believe in the next, you know, few moments, it's going to get a little busier out here. You've always, the sun comes up. you've always had a great interest in, in the big trials, and you jumped at the opportunity to report for us and uh, give us a, a sense of what is, uh, and what is happening down at the courthouse in advance of this first day of opening statements and testimony by witnesses in the North Salmon trial. Um, what are your thoughts on how this will play out? Oh, bud, I'm not sure. You know, they're going to really try. Her attorney is going to say that, you know, she was physically abused, mentally abused by him. So we're just going to have to see how this all plays out. But it will be interesting, especially today. Yeah, it absolutely will. And we really do appreciate the, you being down there. Now, you're going to join us um, right off the top of the 7 o'clock hour, but we may not have you at 8 o'clock because I understand that they're going to let the people who do make the cut to be in the public gallery in sometime during the 7 o'clock hour. Is that right? Correct. They're going to take us in around 7.30. All right. Well, hold the fort down there, and I hope it's, I will. I hope it's not too chilly for you. Oh, uh, yeah. You're handling it? I'll survive. I'll survive. All right. right? <laughs> remember, remember, you wanted to do this. We didn't make you do it. I know. Okay. I know. Well, I'm it's, here. It's a great opportunity, and we appreciate it. And thanks for reporting for our listeners this morning. Steph, we'll catch you in one hour, Absolutely. all right? Absolutely. All right. Uh, sounds good. All right. Good deal. Now, let's head on out to um, San Diego, where finally President Trump got an opportunity to check out those Mexico border wall prototypes that he he wanted uh, different companies who wanted to bid on this great project he still wants to get done uh, to erect. And there they were all lined up and the president was down there. And let's listen to him. It was he was for him, you know, as a builder, it was a it was a construction site. And he was really at the top of his game and in his glory. And let's listen to a little of that. If you don't have a wall system, you're going to have we're not going to have a country. There's a lot of problems in Mexico. They have a lot of problems over there. And they have the cartels. And the cartels, we're fighting the cartels. So we're fighting them hard. Nobody ever fought them like we fought them. And we're looking very much at the wall with some see-through capability on the other side and then solid concrete on top or steel and concrete on top. The round piece that you see up here or you see more clearly back there, the larger it is, the better it is because it's very hard to get over the top. It's really deterrent from getting over the top. Who would think? Who would think? But getting over the top is easy. These are like professional mountain climbers. They're incredible climbers. They can't climb some of these walls. Some of them they can. Those are the walls we're not using. That was really quite a scene. It really was. Um, Now, he still doesn't have the funding for the wall, estimated to be about $18 billion. But I thought it it was great PR for this. And there were protesters on the other side of what fencing there is in that area of the border with Mexico who are screaming, we'll get over any wall you've got, et cetera. It's amazing. You get the people, they have no problem, no conscience at all about breaking in to our country. They wanted to put the wall up, I'm telling you, and they're going to stop 99% of them. The Border Patrol people were telling Trump, even the second-rate fencing that they have that gets holes cut in it all the time has dramatically cut down on the number of illegals coming in. The president also really let him have it while he was in California, really, really going after Governor Brown for the mess he's made of California, highest taxes in the nation. You know, they're a sanctuary state. He went after the mayor in Oakland, the sanctuary city, defying um, the the, the ICE um, agents who were trying to round up illegals, criminal illegals, and get them out of circulation to protect the public here and to protect our citizens. 
The president was great, and he also spoke at a Marine base yesterday, and they went wild for him. Quite a day for President Trump. Of course, you know, in the middle of all of this, he's firing his secretary of state. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you, that was pretty brutal how that was done. We're going to be talking about that as we move ahead. But if you want to react to the um, two topics on the table in our first half hour of an extraordinarily busy three hours together on Good Morning Orlando, the Nor Salman trial, do you expect that they are going to convict her and send her to prison for life? Or do you think she beats the rap? And, and what about Trump and the wall? Does this thing get built? It was the signature issue in his campaign that galvanized support for Trump when nobody thought he had a shot at the nomination, much less the presidency. We got to get this done. You know, and Trump out there checking out the wall prototypes, which are really impressive. Um, there are so many things that scream to get this wall built. And I'm talking about across party lines and the president and I would if I had if I had his attention I would tell him it's a more about more than stopping illegal aliens okay you're never going to get the democrats to buy into that because they favor illegal immigration because they believe that they can take credit for letting these people in the country and turn them into democrat votes and render as a result over time the republican party um, essentially a minority party that cannot win the major elections, okay? That's more than anything what this is all about. You know, you got some bleeding heart liberals who feel sorry for these people, etc. Okay? But we're a sovereign nation, and we have we are a nation of laws, and for crying out loud, you know, as the president says, if you don't have borders, you don't have a country. We're entitled to be able to control who comes into this country, These people who are breaking into the country, let them go through the legal immigration system like so many millions and so many of you who are listening to me this morning have done in your life. That's the way this needs to go. So if you want to look at it across party lines to get approval for the wall, there's no question that the economics of it are screaming to get this done. Let's say it's $18 billion to get the wall done across the Mexican border, everywhere where it can be done, and then the rest of it you leave to the natural barriers that simply really can't be traversed, okay? So that that's the way it would go. But <laughs> if, if, you, if you were able to cut out illegal immigration or cut it down substantially here, just... The amount of money you would save on welfare payments to illegals would pay for the wall many times over. But that doesn't get the Democrat votes. Who among the Democrat Party would be able to stand up and say that they don't want the wall and don't want the drug trafficking and the human trafficking stopped and the opioids coming in and don't want prospective terrorists able to walk right into this country in the widely open areas of the southern border. If you look at it from the standpoint of terrorism and drugs and human trafficking, Yaffe, that's not a partisan issue. And Democrats would need to explain why they would not support dealing with these problems with a wall that would effectively make a huge difference and ultimately save American lives. 
Yeah, I think Trump did mention the drug cartels a little bit yesterday. Yeah, but it's not enough. He needs to see. He needs to go after the Democrats right? on the things that are not partisan issues. I think you make a really good point because if he did that, that would really put the Democrats on the defensive when it came to the wall. It absolutely would. It absolutely would. I will say it's in, it was encouraging yesterday to see Trump actually looking at the prototypes. When you actually see prototypes, yeah. it gives you faith that maybe this is actually going to happen. Yeah. 30 so feet good. high. Very yeah. impressive. And they go way under the ground to prevent the tunneling or to make it a lot right. more difficult. So when you actually see it physically there, oh, yeah. it's more than just an idea. It's yeah. like, wow, this might actually happen. Yeah. News at the bottom of the hour right now, and uh, Tom Alexander is in for Deborah Roberts, and a big day one month after the school massacre in Broward County, a national student movement. Tom, let's talk about it. That's right, bud. Walkouts are planned at more than 2,500 schools across the country today in support of stronger gun safety laws. The walkout also will honor the 17 students and teachers who were killed in a shooting at a Parkland, Florida high school last month. Organizers say students and teachers will walk out at 10 a.m. local time. Harper Meadows, who helped organize the walkout at Sunny Slope High School in Arizona, says the walkout will last 17 minutes, one for each victim who died in Parkland. After it's over, students will rally for change. Big thing that's come up recently is arming teachers to keep kids safe, but we're hoping instead to get school security officers on campuses, have more counseling for students that might have mental trouble or trouble with kids at school. Some schools are allowing students to take part in the walkout. Others are encouraging them to engage in other ways. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The parents of Parkland are trying to head off a lawsuit from the NRA by using Florida's constitution. Tony Montalto, whose daughter Gina died at Stoneman Douglas High last month, is asking the Constitution Revision Commission to put the gun restrictions approved by state lawmakers on the ballot this fall. I cannot help but think how different life would be today for our family had the changes in this proposed amendment been enacted before now. Please help make Florida a safer place. Put this proposed change on the ballot this year. The school safety bill bans the sale of firearms to anyone under 21 years old, imposes a three-day waiting period on gun purchases, and bans bump stocks. Montalto says those restrictions have a much better chance of surviving a legal challenge if they're added to the state constitution. And Senator John McCain has some serious concerns about President Donald Trump's choice to lead the CIA. The Arizona Republican said yesterday that Gina Haspel's three-decade CIA career has intersected with so-called enhanced interrogation techniques on a number of occasions. McCain wants Haspel to explain her involvement in the CIA's interrogation program that engaged in torturing detainees in U.S. custody. Haspel is the first woman to be nominated for director of the CIA. The president chose her to replace Mike Pompeo, who's taking over as Secretary of State following Rex Tillerson's ouster. McCain says Haspel must pledge to uphold the prohibition of enhanced interrogation techniques. WFLA News Time now, 636. I'm Tom Alexander, News Radio 1025 WFLA. Get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. First hour of Good Morning Orlando continues right now. And we'll get all the uh, Trump hirings and firings and that drama. Uh, I need to comment on that, and I will a little later in this half hour. 
Right now, though, it's time for the Bloomberg Business Report, as always, brought to us live from New York City in the Bloomberg Newsroom by our good friend, Gina Cervetti. Good Wednesday morning to you, Gina. Good Wednesday morning to you, bud. So how the market performed yesterday, and what are the futures looking like this morning, Gina? We'll start with the futures. Looks like we're headed for a higher Wall Street open. We have them rising ahead of some data today on retail sales and wholesale prices. We did see the market fall yesterday after a fresh personnel shakeup in the Trump administration sparked concerns about a unilateral approach from the White House to trade, national security, foreign affairs. The Dow fell about 172 points to 25,007. The S&P was lower by 18 or six-tenths percent to 27.65. And we had the NASDAQ lower by 77 to 75.11. The Bloomberg Orlando index was down about two-tenths percent. And I know I remember the day you told us that our largest retailer, Walmart, was beginning to get into the grocery delivery business. You've got an update on that this morning for us, Gina. Yes, they're expanding their grocery home delivery service to more than 100 metro areas this year, a sign that the food fight with Amazon is heating up. Currently, the service is available in several cities. It will roll out to more than 40 percent of U.S. households by the end of the year. It'll cost just about $10 with a minimum $30 purchase. Deliveries will be handled by Uber and other providers. And um, Yahoo, we all remember that massive customer hacking fiasco that affected millions. Looks like Yahoo is going to have to pay the price now, right, Gina? That's right. The company, which is now owned by Verizon, can't escape the claims that it should pay punitive damages over those data breaches that left information on a lot of customers in hackers' hands, millions. Claims against Yahoo will proceed. A federal judge in California says that customers make a plausible argument that high-ranking executives and managers at Yahoo engaged in malicious conduct pertaining to the hackings. They date back a decade. They already shaved $350 million from Yahoo's price tag when Verizon acquired that company. And now the final tally from the fallout maybe hundreds of millions more. Hey, before you go, um, we're all over March Madness, the NCAA postseason college basketball tournament. Our Florida Gators are playing St. Bonaventure. We're going to have the game tomorrow night at 10 on uh, WFLA. The Florida Seminoles are in. Miami Hurricanes are in as well. And, of course, you know, millions of Americans bet gazillions of dollars on March Madness. But the way that is done legally may be about to change, right? That's right. If the casino industry gets its way, this could be the last March Madness where Americans have to go to Nevada to bet legally on the basketball championship. The U.S. Supreme Court is expected to rule possibly next month on New Jersey's bid to offer sports betting. And if the court gives the go-ahead, it could start a chain reaction of states approving such wagers in casinos and online. We'll watch it unfold, and we know you'll keep us up to date as you do so well. Gina Cervetti, we'll look for you tomorrow morning, same time for the Bloomberg Business Report. Have a great day. You too, bud. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. We're hopping on the Trump train here in a moment. My uh, take on the Trump hirings and firings, and boy, the way Rex Tillerson, the Secretary of State, was cut loose was pretty brutal. I've been fired three times. I've never had anything done to me quite like that. I think I know what it was all about. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about his replacement And we're going to talk about the first woman ever to lead the CIA if Trump gets her through confirmation. That is ahead on the Trump train, and you're welcome to comment on it. 407-916-5400. Text me at 23680, and uh, standard message and data rates apply there.
Straight ahead, though, we'll have an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes, as always, on News Radio 1025 WFLA. The CIA director picked the first woman ever um, to hold this office, and hopefully she'll make it through confirmation. In the Senate is Gina Haspel, a decorated 33-year career veteran of the CIA who knows that agency through and through from the ground up. I have no problem with the waterboarding and the enhanced interrogation of these terrorists in the wake of 9-11 or any time, frankly. You know, but I know she's going to get grilled and she's going to get hammered on this in the Senate by the McCain types, okay? I hope she makes it through. Pompeo is a tremendously strong horse. He's a West Point grad. He was top of the class there. He's uh, been a congressman. He's aligned with the president on all of the main issues, pretty much, uh, unlike Rex Tillerson. But, you know, Rex Tillerson, who was the chairman of the largest corporation in the world, ExxonMobil, you know, and he's a, he's a soft-spoken Texas gentleman, you know, with great contacts around the world, chosen for the number one cabinet position. You know, the worldwide extension of the president of the United States is the president's secretary of state. It is the top diplomatic post. It is the most prestigious and most critically important, I think most would agree, cabinet post. Yaffe, I've been cut loose in the broadcasting business three times, and sometimes it's been abrupt and it's been ugly, but never ugly like it was for Rex Tillerson. Wow, you know, in the age of social media here, he doesn't get a call from the president until three hours after he and everyone else are reading the tweet that was breaking news yesterday morning on our show that you brought to me just before we went off the air at 9 o'clock that Tillerson was out and Pompeo was in its state. He didn't even get told before the word went out. That was pretty brutal, I think. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Well, we haven't ever seen anything like well, it. Well, you in know, Washington, we elected a sure. tough guy, you yeah. know, who's not going to get pushed around by anybody anywhere in the world, you know, and it's kind of consistent with the way Trump as a businessman and a brutal and very successful capitalist operates, you know, and I think, though, with Tillerson, he particularly did it this way to get even with him, you know, because it's widely reported what Tillerson has never fully denied or confirmed that he called President Trump an effing moron while they were working together, okay? And I think that's been sticking in Trump's craw for a long time, and he thought he would stick it to Tillerson when he decided to pull the plug on him in advance of these talks with North Korea. He wants his guy in there, and that's Pompeo, not Tillerson. Well, it seemed like yesterday Tillerson was kind of sticking it to Trump as well. Yeah, interesting. When he spoke on his way out the door at the State Department, it was conspicuous... Who he thanked yeah, and who he didn't, he was wasn't thanking, it? He thanked a lot of people, except there was one person he didn't mention <laughs> By at the all. name of President Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, he'll go, he'll go back home and enjoy his life. And, uh, I mean, I, he's a good man. Rex Tillerson's a good man. I don't think you can deny that. He's a man of character. But he's not aligned with the president on some of these key issues. He's just not. Yeah, I mean, I can totally understand why Trump got rid of him, because yeah. they were not aligned. Yeah. The way was a little Woof. unorthodox, but... Yeah, I don't feel I totally so bad about it. how they pulled the plug on me three times in my career. It was <laughs> never you anything... feel better about that now? It was never quite as chilly as that, okay? But hey, listen, we elected a no-nonsense tough guy. This is part of that, okay? I'm still on the Trump train, but I feel bad for old Rex, don't you? 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. 
Joy Behar apologizes. It's coming up. You don't want to miss it. Let me take a quick call from Scott in Orlando. So pretty rough the way Trump took out um, Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State, huh, Scott? Yeah, it was very unprofessional. Donald should have talked to him in private and said, either you step down or I'm going to tweet you. You know, us American people, if Donald wants revenge, go after Hillary Clinton like he campaigned and the Clinton Foundation and Bill Clinton. Yeah, that was my first disappointment with Trump when he came in and said, oh, they've had a hard time, the Clintons. I'm going to leave them alone. And you and I had a real problem with that. I remember it well. Good point that you raised. It was unnecessarily cruel, I thought, yesterday. Okay, it just was. Anyway, um, okay. I mean, you know, nobody can be more cruel than the liberal crew on the uh, on the View on ABC. Joy Behar is the worst of them. She fancies herself as a comedian. She's an uber liberal loudmouth here, with no respect for anybody of the conservative persuasion. She regularly mocks those who are devout Christians, among them Vice President Mike Pence. She did that on a recent show, and if you don't remember, let me remind you now. One thing to talk to Jesus, it's another thing when Jesus talks to you. Exactly. Okay, well, that's different. I mean, that's different. That's called mental illness, if I'm not correct. But I'm, no, I'm hearing voices. And kudos to the Conservative Media Research Center for launching a campaign to hold Behar accountable for spewing this anti-Christian bigotry at the vice president and, by extension, millions of other Christians who do have that relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Vice President Pence actually got an apology on the phone from Behar, talked about it on Hannity two nights ago. You and I know that criticism comes with public life, but I felt it was important that I defend the faith of tens of millions of Americans against, against that kind of slander. Uh, and, and I did so. And, uh, you know, I give Joy Behar a lot of credit. Uh, she picked up the phone. She called me. She was very sincere. And she apologized. And one of the things my faith teaches me is grace. Forgive as you've been forgiven. So, so, so does mine, but I'm not as good at it as you. Well, um, look, but I, but I said but I, I said to Joy, of course I forgive you. That's, that's part, of, part of my faith experience. But I did encourage her, and I'm still encouraging her. And to use the forum of that program or some other public forum to apologize to tens of millions of Americans who were who were equally offended. Yeah, and I think ABC must have made the point to her, you know, we're going to hemorrhage viewers over this. You need to make it right. And so Joy Behar on yesterday's view ate humble pie and it was beautiful to watch. So, so yeah, so I think Vice President Pence is right. Um, I was raised to respect everyone's religious faith, and I fell short of that. I sincerely apologize for what I said. I think she's lying through her teeth. I really do. Don't you, Yaffe? But it was great to see. Yeah. You know? She had no choice, though. What a classy guy uh, Mike Pence is. What a classy man he I is. I love Mike Pence. Oh, man, so do I. I know some of our audience doesn't like him as much, but I, I love him. Every time he speaks, I think he's great. Yeah, I-, I think he's very presidential. I think after Trump finishes up in seven years or so, it would be great to have Pence succeed him, you know, the way Bush 41 succeeded Reagan. I'd like to see that. Would definitely be the opposite of Trump. In so many ways. I would like to see it. Yeah. But, I mean, he's he's a really rock-solid conservative, and he's a well-grounded, good, decent Christian man. I I think so. Yeah. I become more impressed with him than I was when he was, you know, an Indiana politician. I, I always thought he was kind of a flatliner. I don't think that anymore. 
All right, um, we're getting into the student protest here um, nationwide and locally. I'll tell you what's going to be going on in this town. As a matter of fact, there may be a lot of people walking off the job this morning if Buddy Dyer gets his way. Uh, to set the table on all of that, we've got in for Deborah Roberts this morning, Tom Alexander bringing us news on the student walkouts today planned across the country one month after the uh, school massacre in Broward County, and President Trump proposing a new branch of the armed forces you heard about this? We're going to talk about it on the show tomorrow. Tom's going to tell you all about it here in just a moment. It's Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. And stay tuned right after the news. Your chance to make your wallet great again in our texting contest. You need to listen for the keyword and text it to 200-200. You could win 1000 bucks. Good morning, Orlando. Glad you're with us here at 6.59. Good morning, Orlando. So glad you're with us here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour on a Wednesday morning as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Tom Alexander in for Deborah Roberts. Our top stories this morning. Student walkouts are planned across the country today, and President Trump proposes a new branch of the armed forces. Details coming up in one minute. And in this half hour, we're all over the student protests, the student walkouts today, locally and nationally. And also, we're going to connect live with our call screener, Stephanie Mays, outside the North Salmon Trial in downtown Orlando. It's all ahead for you on Good Morning Orlando. 7.03 on News Radio 1025. In just a few hours, students and teachers will start walking out of classrooms in support of stricter gun laws and school safety. More than 2,500 walkouts are planned across the country starting at 10 a.m. local time. The walkouts will last 17 minutes, one for each of the victims killed in last month's mass shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Broward County. That shooting reignited the gun control debate and sparked the organization of these walkouts. Some schools are allowing students to take part. Others are encouraging students to engage in other ways. The ACLU says students who choose to walk out of their classrooms today can't be punished more than they would if they were simply skipping class on any other day. For national perspective on this, we have one of our top uh, News Radio 1025 national correspondents on the story of the school walkouts nationwide coming up here later in this half hour. And ahead of that, I'll give you some local perspectives on uh, on exactly what will be happening in Central Florida. It's coming up, Tom. Okay, it's going to be a big story all day today. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A bipartisan group of senators is supporting legislation aimed at stopping school violence. The Stop School Violence Act would train students, school personnel, and law enforcement to be aware of red flags and intervene before someone harms themselves or others. Both of Florida's U.S. senators are behind the bill. Republican Marco Rubio says it's not just about schools. When someone has determined that they're going to commit an act of violence, it could be in a school. It could be in a mall, it could be in a movie theater, it could be at an airport, it could be at a stadium. So what we're really focused on here more than anything else is identifying the people that are going to commit a violent act, irrespective of where they're going to commit it, and and stopping them before they do it. The U.S. House is set to vote today on the STOP Act, which was introduced by Florida Republican Congressman John Rutherford, who's a former sheriff of Duval County. President Donald Trump is aiming for space, speaking to troops in San Diego yesterday. The president said the U.S. may soon have a space force that could join the Air Force, Army, and Navy. My new national strategy for space recognizes that space is a warfighting domain. The president also said very soon we're going to Mars. 
I've been talking, though, about space being militarized in the 21st century for years, and we need to be out front on that, or the Chinese or the Russians or somebody else will be, and we'll be down here like fish in a barrel. It's an ugly reality we have to face, and I'm glad the president's getting out front on it. Yeah, I made uh, a lot of news on Twitter yesterday afternoon after he said that. Well, yeah, but I'm sorry. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. We'll we'll make some time for conversation on that tomorrow. What else is going on, Tom? Well, here in Central Florida, Apopka is getting a new mayor. Mayor Joe Kilsheimer lost to Orange County Commissioner Brian Nelson in yesterday's election. In Winter Park, incumbent Mayor Steve Leary won re-election against Navy veteran and former Haines City official Jim Fitch. Jim Parton beat Andrew Thompson in the Belle Isle District 6 City Council race. Voters in Belle Isle also approved 13 charter amendment questions regarding city council procedures and mayoral duties. And in Ocoee, incumbent Rosemary Wilson won re-election for the District 2 City Commission seat, while George Oliver beat incumbent Joel Keller for the District 4 Commission seat. WFLA News Time now, 707. You can read more about the dog who died after being forced into an overhead bin on a United flight. At 1025WFLA.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Big day here in Orlando on a number of fronts. Uh, first of all, we have the North Salmon trial with opening statements today, followed hopefully by some witnesses being called. Salmon, of course, is the widow of the Pulse nightclub killer, Omar Mateen, and she is charged with providing material support to a foreign terrorist organization because he was an ISIS guy and obstruction of justice for misleading law enforcement agents during the investigation. If convicted of all charges, she could go to prison for life. The trial begins in federal court uh, downtown Orlando. No cameras today, but our Stephanie Mays, our call screener, is really into the big trials, okay? She likes to follow them, and she is live outside the courthouse with a chance to actually get in the very limited public seating gallery today. We'll connect with Stephanie to set the scene downtown in just a moment. And uh, just ahead of that, we're going to have an opportunity for you to make your wallet great again in our texting contest. Listen for the keyword of the hour. It's coming right up. Then text that word to 200-200 for your chance to win $1,000. So we got the texting contest, followed by an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes for you. And then Stephanie, live from the courthouse on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So in the wake of the Pulse nightclub massacre of 49 people in the downtown club in June of 2016, the North Salmon trial gets started today in earnest. The jury has been chosen and seated. Opening statements, hopefully some witnesses to be called. And our call screener, Stephanie Mays, who likes to follow the big trials, is live at the scene of the trial outside the federal courthouse in downtown Orlando. Welcome back. Great talking with you in the 6 o'clock hour. What's the very latest on the scene down there, Steph? Well, they're about to open. Um, They're opening the doors, I guess, here at 730. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely more people now that have showed up. Media, victims, and their families are here. So... How many uh, people are online to try to get into the public gallery? Uh, there's about 10 of us right now. And that's about how many they'll take, am I right, on a daily basis? Correct. But there's also media as well with me. So I understand. You think you have a good shot at getting in? I'm hoping so. Um, I'm not sure about my cell phone, if they'll let me in with that or not. Well, I don't know. If, if they do uh, join us at 8 o'clock, my, my guess is they're not going to let you have the phone on. But I, I really do appreciate you being down there. And uh, hopefully Absolutely. hopefully you get in today, and then you'll have a story to tell right here um, uh, tomorrow morning on Good Morning Orlando. Oh, yes, I'm hoping so. I've been here a little before. 
6 o'clock, so I'm about to start to use some jumping jacks out here. <laughs> Try and stay warm. Pretty chilly, oh, right? Yeah, it's a little cold now. I'm a little cold. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, listen, Steph, we appreciate that. Take good care down there, and uh, let Yaffe know uh, what the situation is, okay? And uh, ho- hopefully you'll have a day uh, in the courtroom because there are no cameras allowed in federal court here. <laughs> and uh, you- you'll be able to give us a firsthand account of all that unfolds at the North Salmon trial today. Steph, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll try to connect with you later on, okay? All right. Sounds good. All right. Good deal. Now we have those student walkouts one month after the uh, school massacre in Broward County happening here and around the country. Nearly 3,000 of them nationwide. We'll have a live report on that from one of our national correspondents in a moment. Uh, stay tuned on this. Let me ask you, are, um, uh, have you talked with your kids? Are they going to be participating in the walkout? If they are, do you approve of that? I don't have a problem with this. 17 minutes out of class, then back in you know, on honoring the 17 who were killed in the massacre in Broward County in Parkland on the um, on the 14th of February, one month ago. You know, I, I, it's, I don't have a clear picture, though, of what they're walking out in protest of. I mean, it looks like some of them, you know, want a ban on AR-15s. Others just want more security in the schools. I don't know if there's a unifying message here or not. I can tell you that locally... There's a long list of schools that will be participating in this, among them uh, Apopka, Boone High, Dr. Phillips High, Audubon Park Elementary, Cypress Creek High School, Osceola High School, Celebration High, Olympia High, Wakaiva High, Winter Park High, Trinity Preparatory School, uh, University High, uh, Oviedo High, Lyman High, and on and on. Uh, That's a a partial list from uh, Orlando Weekly, nearly 3,000 of these walkouts around the country. And Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer is calling, I think, for a general walkout, people to leave their jobs for 17 minutes. I don't know about that, but they're all supposed to meet at 10 o'clock this morning on the green outside the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center in support of the student walkouts here. Okay? In a moment, we're going to get uh, an update on the situation nationally from one of our top flight News Radio 1025 national correspondents, Doug Parrish. Lots going on, a million moving parts in this morning's show. We're having a hard time keeping up with it. I hope it's all working on your end of the radio because that's really all that matters. 407-916-5400, text line open at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. So we talked about the planned student walkouts here today, one month after the massacre at the school in Broward County. Let's get a national perspective, bringing in News Radio 1025 National Correspondent Doug Parrish. Welcome to Good Morning Orlando. Doug, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, we've already seen dozens of schools across the country take part in these more individual walkouts since the shooting in Parkland. But, you know, those have come kind of individually. Sometimes it's just a senior class, maybe walking out to the football field or what have you. But here we have a national event, and this is kind of the first organized showing of support to change some of the nation's gun laws. And I I think with what sets today's event apart is that it's just not the students. I mean, this is going to be teachers. This is going to be school administrators. This is going to be parents who are going to be walking out as well. Am I correct? We're close to 3,000 schools that have committed to participate, right? That's right. I've seen a, uh, I've seen a 2,800 figure as far as schools are concerned. Now, let me ask you a question, Doug, in the limited time we have, please forgive me for interrupting. But is there a unified message here? It seems that some want a ban on the AR-15 that's been used in a lot of these mass shootings, was used in Parkland. Um, It's all about gun control. Others just want safer schools, whatever it takes. 
So there is a list of three demands, and, you know, I think that'll answer that question. Number one, this group that's behind this event today is calling for a ban of assault weapons from the common marketplace, and we can revisit that if you want. But two, they want to require universal background checks before any gun sale. And three, they are behind this idea of a restraining order this idea that would allow courts to disarm folks who display certain warning signs. So they do have a list. Okay, very interesting. Thanks, Doug. I wish we had more time. News Radio 1025 National Correspondent uh, Doug Parrish giving us some nationwide perspective on the student walkouts that happened at 10 a.m. local time across the country today. Thank you, Doug. We'll catch you again, okay? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. On the text line, Yaffa, you're getting some input on the walkouts locally. Uh, yeah, one person says this. My high scorer was told by me to not get out of her chair during the walkout. Advocacy is American, but putting uh, pouting because they don't get their way on gun control is infantile. Ah, interesting. Wow. Okay. He had another call, I think, from somebody in terms of the, a business walking out. Because Buddy Dyer looks like he's calling for businesses to empty out for 17 minutes this morning. Didn't you tell me off air somebody weighed in on that as well? Well, on the text line, yeah. Somebody texted and says this, my business is doing it for those who want to do it. Some NRA members have already said they won't participate, and that's okay. No employee is required to participate. So this person's business is allowing them to do it. Ben, I'm tight on time. Busy half hour. You're in from Claremont. Not a fan of the walkouts, right? Yeah, but uh, I think all this gun control stuff now that um, what Yaffe was talking about yesterday with the drones, you don't need a gun. You can fly in some high-octane racing fuel with a drone and, and do more damage. Than yeah, but what, what about if, if, they're out, if they're in at least in part honoring the 17 students who were slaughtered down there by walking out for only 17 minutes and then getting back in class. Is that okay? Well, you know, we were all kids once and knew how that went, and there's nothing wrong with that. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, but you're telling me off the air that you were surprised the Bud Man's okay with 17 minutes to at least in part honor the memory of those killed in the Parkland School Massacre? Yeah. I thought I thought you would be kids. Get in class. What are you doing? I thought you would have no tolerance for that. Get in the class. Time to learn. So am I going soft, you think, Yaffe? Maybe. I don't know. It's a little a surprised. Usually you're like a law and order tough kind well, of guy. I'm a tough guy, but you know, but, there's a compassionate side of the Bud Man here. You just have to look hard to find it sometimes. Right? I, I guess so. <laughs> I, I was a little surprised. As Bud my Man has will, a soft caramel center. Sit in the desk. There you go. There you Time go. to learn, kids. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, my, my kids will tell you when I raise them. They, I was tough, but I had a nice soft heart. Still got that. I'll have to ask them. I'll have to see see about that. Do some research. Don't you dare talk. Well, they to them. listen, right? Don't you can, you they can just text us, right? They're listening right now. <laughs> oh yeah, they are. Yeah, because there's a quiz right after the show. Right, right? that's what you said yesterday. You know that or off the, out of the will, you know. <laughs> anyway. will, you, will you let your kids uh, take walk out of listening to the show? No. <laughs> You've got to stay wow. on the bitter end. <laughs> okay, good. It's required listening in the family. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Except for my wife, who sleeps through the entire three hours. Anyway, um, <laughs> on a very serious note, more on the student walkouts, especially Tom. Tom Alexander in for Deb here uh, with the news. For those who are just joining us on Good Morning Orlando. That's right, bud. Students plan to walk out of class at thousands of schools across the country this morning. The demonstration aims to demand stronger gun safety laws 
and also to honor the 17 students and teachers killed in a school shooting in Parkland, Florida last month. Student David Hogg was there the day of the shooting, and he's been speaking out in support of gun control measures ever since. And the way that we really continue this movement, even after the march, is having more school walkouts until legislative action is taken, because this is ridiculous. The walkout starts at 10 a.m. local time. It'll last 17 minutes, one minute for each person killed at Stoneman Douglas High School. While those demonstrations are going on, the U.S. House is scheduled to take up a school safety bill. The measure would pay for threat assessments and to train students, teachers, school officials, and law enforcement to detect early signs of violence. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Bud, when you get groceries, do you check the expiration dates real carefully before you leave the store? Uh, you know, I really never do that because my wife does all of that job ah. <laughs> every once in a while. But at home, I'll sometimes take a look, particularly if something's tasting a little funny. Right, sure. <laughs> well, you may want to start, and you may want to have your wife start before she leaves the store checking because a couple in Colorado bought a box of cereal from a Walmart in Littleton, just outside Denver, that had a Best Buy date on it of February 22nd, 1997. Whoa, 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 21 years ago. Yes. They did not uh-huh. notice the date until they ate some of the cereal and thought it tasted funny. <laughs> Neither. I'm surprised there weren't bugs crawling through Right? It. So am I. Gee, Neither the man or the woman got sick, but they checked online thinking maybe it's a misprint, right? So they looked online to compare the design of the box to the current design. It was a box of Quaker 100% natural granola. And sure enough... The box is the same design as they had in 97. It's not the current design. Unbelievable. Rotate the inventory. Right. Well, this is, I mean, it's a big chain. (laughs) This is Walmart. This is the biggest chain. Just to give you some perspective, I was in middle school when that that Cheerios box. (laughs) Can you even imagine? Yeah. Obviously, whatever that is, is not a hot seller, right? Apparently not. (laughs) Uh, Walmart says it's looking into the matter to find out why this happened. Hey, where's? Yeah. And uh, today, the world is celebrating (laughs) pi. It is pi day. Pi is the mathematical ratio of a circle's circumference to its diameter. Oh, I thought it was free apple pies for everybody. That's not the kind of pie. This is the P.I. pie, right? P.I. pie, however, I'm getting to that other part. I'm sorry. (laughs) Pi technically extends infinitely, but it's usually rounded to 3.14, which today is 314. Oh. This is why March 14th every year we celebrate pi. Oh, I get it. Yes. 314, 3.14. Exactly. Circle, diameter, all that stuff. I remember Right. That. So a bunch of businesses are taking advantage of pi day to offer discounts. There are pizza places like Hungry Howie's offering discounts, and there are bakeries across the country offering deals on pies. Okay, the P-I-E oh, pies. Yes. This is a tough decision for me today. Do I want? It? Do I want pizza? What kind of pie do I want? For dessert, do I have to get key lime or chocolate or apple? You know, Yaffe, life is just, full of really tough I know. Decisions I, like I, it's going to be quite a day for me. <laughs> obviously, to this obviously out. he won't be too productive in terms of preparing tomorrow's show with no, me. No, he'll be napping after that pizza <laughs> yeah, follows exactly right. <laughs> you may want to make an appointment with your doctor for next week. Thank you, Tom. Tom Thanks, Alexander buddy. in for Deb with more news coming up whenever it breaks. Top and bottom of the hour, you know the drill. Hey, listen, would you like to win the red hot, nobody else has got them except we got them, Trump board game? It's our prize on sound judgment coming right up along with free tickets to the Melbourne Air Show, which is fantastic. 
a twofer on sound judgment, and you're eligible to play if you haven't won our game in 30 days. Get on the 50,000-watt front porch right now. We're playing sound judgment in just a couple of minutes. And uh, just a phone line deal, no texting on this one. 407-916-5400, the Trump board game and free air show tickets. You can't beat this prize combination. 407-916-5400. We're ready to go. We're going to play sound judgment. And Stephanie's down at the North Salmon trial. We've been talking with her um, during the show. But, uh, Yaffe, you got to tell us all about those prizes, uh, a duty normally handled by Steph. Yes, bud. Well, we have two great prizes today. The first prize is the Trump Policy Board Game. You can play Trump Policy with your family, play it with your friends, and very soon... You'll know whether they are your friends. Trump policy gives everyone a chance to voice their opinion on the key issues of the day and stand up for the kind of America they want. Uh, The new Trump policy game is a $40 value, and it is available at trumppolicy.net. So that's the first great prize. The second great prize is a pair of tickets to the Melbourne Air and Space Show happening March 24th and 25th at the Melbourne International Airport. The U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds return to the Melbourne Air and Space Show featuring the Shockwave jet truck and an appearance by my personal favorite, the B-2 Stealth Bomber. Oh, yeah. I I love those. Those are great. So that's going to be on Saturday, uh, March 24th and 25th. Purchase tickets in advance and save over 20% at airandspaceshow.com. All right. Two great prizes right now. Lines are jammed. If somebody gets a wrong answer, you can still win by getting in quickly at 407-916-5400. So, in the middle of a whirlwind day yesterday for President Trump, the president stopped to heap praise on a key member of his administration he's chosen for a new job. I want you to listen to a little sound from the president, then use your sound judgment to tell me who Trump's talking about here. Tremendous energy, tremendous intellect. We're always on the same wavelength. Uh, the relationship has been very good, and uh, that's what I need as Secretary of State. Who is Trump talking about there? Line one, you're first up. I believe that's Mark, excuse me, Mike Pompeo. You got it right on the second pass. Yep, Mike Pompeo, CIA Director. Tillerson's out as Secretary of State. He wants Pompeo. Congratulations to you. You won both of our prizes right off the top here this morning on Sound Judgment. I hope you're excited. Oh, I love the air show, uh, but I, I really uh, look forward to it every year. And uh, uh, Trump game, I'm looking forward to playing that and winning. Yeah, there you go. What's your first name, my friend? Ken. Ken, where are you calling in from? From Orlando. Fantastic. We're excited to make these available. I'll pop in a note of congratulations to you along with the prizes. Stay on the line. I'm going to put you on hold. Yaffe's pretty busy. He's a Lone Ranger with Steph down at the courthouse this morning. He'll get to you in a moment, and we'll make the arrangements. Okay, Ken? Thanks, bud. Yeah, congratulations to you. Great to have you on the show, and nice to have you as our Sound Judgment winner. The Rush Morning Update coming right up. 758, you're on the 50,000-watt front porch on a very busy Wednesday morning on Good Morning Orlando. So glad you're with us. Hope you'll stay with us for the next hour. It's our weekly legal brief segment with attorney Jeff Kaufman, nationally recognized personal injury attorney, licensed in 18 states. You can text us now whatever legal questions you have, and we'll try and get Jeff to respond to them in the legal brief segment. Text to 23680, 23680 with your legal questions for attorney. 
attorney, Kaufman, 23680, standard message and data rates apply there. I'll be asking him about the North Salmon trial, opening statements, first witnesses today, what to look for from both sides, and the NRA suit against Florida over raising the age for buying a rifle from 18 to 21. Is the NRA going to prevail or not? He'll have legal insights on that. And Stormy Daniels, Trump's lawyers trying to uh, deal with her offer to return the $130,000 in hush money Uh, that check and to tell her story about her alleged affair with Trump back in the last decade. How will this play out? Uh, We'll get some uh, perspective from from attorney Jeff Kaufman on our legal brief segment. And you can text him with your legal questions at 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. Now at the 8 o'clock hour, in for Deb this morning with the news. Stay tuned for Tom Alexander updating you on these Student walkouts planned across the country today and a massive snowstorm that has pounded the Northeast again. Good morning from us all. Good Wednesday morning at 7.59. Good morning, Orlando. Wednesday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. So glad you're with us for hour number three. We're leading off with an update for you on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Tom Alexander in for Deborah Roberts. Our top stories this morning. Student walkouts are planned across the country today, and a massive snowstorm pounds the Northeast. Details coming up in one minute. And I'll tell you about your chance to win $1,000 minutes from now in our texting contest. Also, the start of the North Salmon Trial in downtown Orlando today. And Trump checking out those wall prototypes. You'll hear from him as we move right into our number three on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio 1025. Walkouts are planned at more than 2,500 schools across the country today in support of school safety. The walkout will also honor the 17 students and teachers killed in a shooting at a Parkland, Florida high school last month. Organizers say students and teachers will walk out at 10 a.m. local time. Harper Meadows, who helped organize the walkout at Sunny Slope High School in Arizona, says students are calling for stricter gun control laws. And universal background checks are a top priority. We don't think that there be, should be any exceptions to background checks because I know there are a lot of loopholes to get through it with private sales and with gun shows, but it needs to be mandatory to keep people safe. The walkouts will last 17 minutes, one for each victim who died at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School last month. The news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Thousands of homes and businesses across Massachusetts have no power as a huge storm tears through the state. Nor'easter is whipping up high winds and dumping a lot of snow all over New England. Blizzard conditions have reduced visibility to zero in some areas, including Boston. School is canceled today in dozens of communities. More than a foot of snow fell at Boston Logan International Airport yesterday, delaying or canceling hundreds of flights. I've been talking with some old friends up there who've had enough. This is the third nor'easter this month for some of those areas, particularly yeah. in eastern New England, maybe a fourth in the works, I'm telling you. You know, so uh, brutal. a little chilly this morning. Let's not complain. It's Florida Appreciation Day again, <laughs> right? Count your blessings. You for bet, sure. Tom. The family of murdered Democratic National Committee staffer Seth Rich is suing Fox News and two of its employees. The lawsuit claims Fox News published an article that contained false and fabricated facts. The now-retracted story asserted that Rich was involved in a leak of thousands of DNC emails. The suit alleges that that fueled conspiracy theories that the leak was connected to his death. Rich was killed in July 2016 in Washington, D.C. in what police believe was a possible botched robbery. 
Here in Central Florida, an unusual site on a Kissimmee Street is now under investigation. A small plane crash-landed yesterday afternoon on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. No one in the plane or on the ground was hurt. The NTSB will investigate what caused the emergency landing right after the plane took off from Gateway Airport. And finally, Toys R Us may be drafting a court motion to liquidate as soon as today. CNBC reports that while the company has not made any public announcements concerning its fate, sources indicate the drafting process has begun, which would likely mean the closing of all its 880 U.S. stores. Turn of events like that could really hurt the toy industry. Toys R Us generated 15 to 20 percent of all U.S. toy sales last year. It's unbelievable the idea that they're just going out of business. Nobody bought them. They didn't restructure. Might be some tremendous deals, but kind of sad, isn't it? It is a little sad. I mean, I I grew up with, you know, the commercials about being a Toys R Us kid. And that was, you know, a highlight to get a trip to, you know, the toy store. Always a fun place to go. Still is for me today. You know, we'll miss them. Absolutely. WFLA News Time now coming up on 8.07. You can read more about the Russian exile found dead in London at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. From News Radio 1025, this is Good Morning Orlando. Thank you, Tom. Deb's off for a couple of days. Tom Alexander bringing us the news, top, top and bottom of the hour. Of course, whenever it breaks, it's Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit LauraHasTheBuyers.com. We sent our Stephanie Mays, our, our call screener, down to cover the North Salmon trial today. Opening statements, first witnesses to be called. She was live with us from outside the federal courthouse. She was trying to get in. A very limited public gallery there. Only 10 people allowed in. She was second in line. We can't connect with her now. We're thinking no news is good news and that she may well be in the trial. No cameras allowed. So if so, she'll have quite a story to share with us tomorrow she loves the big trials so um if we don't get steph on the line here in a moment we will move on to other things including trump out in california um checking out those wall prototypes and in this half hour a a national report from one of our top correspondents on yesterday's whirlwind hiring and firings in the trump administration as he blew out his secretary of state on Twitter, before he even told Rex Tillerson he was toast. Pretty chilly, right? But we we hired a tough guy to be president, and I think that's part of it. So anyway, we'll get to all of this, but stay tuned right now for your chance to win $1,000 in our hourly Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. Keywords coming right up. Listen for it, then text that word immediately to 200-200 for your chance to win $1 thousand dollars we have that and an update on Orlando's news weather and traffic for you as well here in two minutes on news radio 1025 wfla and our call screener stephanie mays who really is into the big trials is uh, down there at the courthouse she talked with us live at uh, uh six and seven she was second in line it looks like she's gotten in because we haven't heard from her my guess is they made her shut down her cell phone so um we're believing that she is in the courthouse here and only 10 are allowed in among the public here. Very limited space for the public gallery. So hopefully Steph will have that experience today and be able to share it with us because you can't see the trial. It's federal court and they will not allow in cameras. On the student protests in the wake um, of the of the Parkland school massacre one month ago, thousands of them across the country, students uh, here and around the country, walking out of class for 17 minutes to honor the 17 who were killed, also to call for better school safety, 
stricter gun control, et cetera. And I want to know as parents whether you've had this conversation with your kids and whether they're participating and whether or not you are giving your blessing to that or not. Here's Jamie in Avalon Park weighing in on that issue. Jamie, good morning to you. Good morning, bud. Happy walkout day. I mean, Wednesday. Well, tell me what you know. Well, uh, we found out about this last week when we were going through our daughter's agenda, her assignment book, and she had penciled in for Wednesday that there was a walkout protest. Okay. And we asked her what this was about, and she said, oh, it's like a memorial thing for the for the students from the shooting. Mm-hmm. And I told her, well, a memorial is usually like either at a church or it's a moment of silence or something. A walkout is a protest. That brought on a good like half hour discussion to explain to her everything that's been going on in the news, the Second Amendment that we'd actually been covering earlier that day, as well as the First Amendment going through the whole amendment process, and come to find out that it was the student government, the student council that voted to do this, and the civics teachers are encouraging it as an educational opportunity now let me ask you this is the walkout optional or mandatory it's optional and they said that if your student if any students stay in the classroom then the teacher will stay with them the teacher will not leave the classroom unless all of the students go so that they can supervise how do you feel about this well i told my daughter that if she really wants to get a good civics education she should stay put in the classroom to see who actually is going because they know what they're doing mm-hmm. versus the useful idiots that are going along with everybody else just mm-hmm. because, hey, my friends are going and it's time to get yeah. out of school, mm-hmm. as well as to see who teachers and students will be putting pressure on her, that it's not really as voluntary as they're saying. understand. Thank you, Jamie, so much. On the text line, you're getting some incoming reaction to this uh, student walkout today, Yaffe. Yeah, one person said, we are a strong Second Amendment family. I told my high school son that it is okay to honor the fallen students, but if they tell you this is about gun control, it is okay to disagree and not participate as long as you're always peaceful and respectful about your stance. I like that. I like that. Me too. Okay, some good parenting going on there. We got some good parents listening out there, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, we do. We absolutely do. They'd be even better parents if they had their kids listen to this show as well. Absolutely. Yeah, which should not be optional, should be mandatory. Exactly right. (laughs) No walkouts on this show. Fair enough. You've been hearing about it. CNN TV and all the newscasts. We've been talking about it this morning. The big shakeup, the latest one within the uh, the Trump cabinet. Here, we're going to have a new Secretary of State, and all of this in advance of the uh, of the talks with the North Korean dictator that the president has pledged to have. Um, so let's bring in our news radio uh, 1025 national correspondent Bill Zimfer on all of this. Good morning to you, Bill. Good morning, bud. Good to be with you. I don't know if you've ever been fired. I've been canned a couple of times, but never as abruptly and rudely and remotely as the president dismissed Rex Tillerson via Twitter yesterday. I mean, that was really something. 
Yeah, it really was interesting, and and uh, you have to wonder exactly how things happen. There have been different reports about how Chief of Staff John Kelly uh, did tip him off about this was going to happen, and but you, you, we really don't know exactly what happened, mm-hmm. and uh, all we do know is that Rex Tillerson, obviously, uh, in his parting statements yesterday, was really shaken up by this move. You could tell he thanked everybody but the president for his tenure as Secretary of State. Now... We've got um, his replacement moving over from CIA, Mike Pompeo. Yeah, and if you remember last fall, uh, Politico had come out with a report that said Rex Tillerson would be out and Mike Pompeo would be his replacement. And the reason was that Mike Pompeo was the guy delivering the intelligence briefings to the president every day. The president grew to like him and often sought his input on issues other than intelligence issues. So he has the confidence and trust of the president, and he was a likely choice. Yeah. Uh, he sh- and you know what, but he'll slide right into the secretary of state role because he's familiar with global issues, and he's familiar with a lot of the world leaders as well. Yeah, and replacing him, a uh, little history made. We're going to have the first female CIA director if she survives hearings in the Senate. Yeah, Gina Haspel had been uh, the chief deputy there at the CIA. Uh, she will move up pending her confirmation. And there is some pushback on that now as well, since uh, she was in charge of what were called the U.S. black sites under previous administrations. Uh, they were responsible for torturing suspects. Uh, so there are those who say, hey, do we want this person uh, in control here? However, her defenders are quick to point out she is a quality person, has served the CIA for a long time, and was mainly uh, following policies put forth by other administrations when in charge of those sites. All right. It's always high drama in the uh, inner circle of the Trump administration. Any closing thoughts this morning, Bill? Well, it may be not over yet. H.R. Uh, McMaster could be the next one in line uh, to be pushed out the door. There's already talk that former U.N. envoy John Bolton could be ready to replace him. Wow, we'll watch for it. I know you'll be all over it. Our fine News Radio 1025 National Correspondent, Bill Zimfer. Always great having you on our show. Have a great rest of the day, Bill. You too, bud. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Coming right up, we've got student walkouts planned across the country and locally one month after the school massacre in Broward County, and a teacher accused of feeding a puppy to a turtle in class. Oh, yeah? Oh, what a story. Tom Alexander in for Deb coming up here in a moment. And then don't miss our brand new weekly Thursday morning legal brief segment with attorney Jeff Kaufman, nationally recognized personal injury attorney, licensed in 18 states. You can text your legal questions to him at 23680. Standard message and data rates apply there. I'm going to be talking to him about the start really in earnest today of the North Salmon trial uh, and what to look for from both sides in the federal courthouse downtown. The NRA, as you know, has sued Florida over... Uh, raising the age for buying a rifle from 18 to 21. Uh, uh, Jeff will weigh in from a legal perspective on what the chances are the NRA will prevail there. And I've also asked him to comment on Stormy Daniels. Um, Trump's lawyers are trying to deal with her offer now to return that $130,000 hush money check and tell her story about her alleged affair. How is all of this going to play out? Legal briefs with attorney Jeff Kaufman and the Budman in for Deborah Roberts coming up here in the next half hour. News coming up right now with Tom. Excuse me, Tom Alexander and good morning to you at 829. We've been talking about today's school walkouts here and across the country. Tom's in for Deb with more on that, particularly for those of you just joining us on Good Morning Orlando. Tom? That's right, bud. In less than two hours, students and teachers will start walking out of classrooms in support of school safety 
and to honor the victims of last month's mass shooting in Parkland. More than 2,500 walkouts are planned across the country starting at 10 a.m. local time. David Hogg, a student at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, the site of the shooting, says politicians on both sides of the aisle need to address the issue of guns. Our elected officials don't take responsibility for their inaction on both sides of the aisle. Then we are going to kick them out of office. The walkouts will last for 17 minutes, one for each of the victims killed in Parkland. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A teacher in Idaho is under investigation after being accused of feeding a puppy to a reptile in his classroom in front of students. This is unbelievable. Robert Crossland is a science teacher at a junior high in Preston, Idaho, that's right near the Utah border. He has a snake and a snapping turtle in his classroom. An animal activist called police after another teacher told her about the incident. This puppy was reportedly sick, and it happened after school was over, but there were students in the classroom. School district and law enforcement are investigating to see whether he broke the law or any district policies. Right now, he's still on the job until the investigation's over. I would string this guy up in 10 minutes without a trial. A puppy? Yeah. Yeah, Even if it was was sick, that's kind of brutal. That's a little little brutal. You know, it's like the only universally loved creature on God's (laughs) earth is a puppy. You don't feed a puppy to a what? Either a snake or a snapping turtle, we're not sure. Gee whiz. Yikes. Can we do better than that? Uh, we can We can a little bit. Speaking of snakes. <laughs> You're killing me with there's this. There's a man in Maryland who's facing charges for stealing some dangerous snakes from a zoo. Brandon <laughs> Boyles is accused of taking rattlesnakes as well as three alligators and a crocodile from the Catoctin Zoo and Wildlife Preserve. He worked there, but when he left his job, he took the reptiles with him. When the authorities caught him, they also found him in possession of several other venomous snakes, including some cobras. <sighs> My goodness. It's quite the menagerie. Man, I'll tell you what. One critter after another here this morning. Yeah, we've got a lot of critter stories. <laughs> and uh, stars are paying their respects to physicist Stephen Hawking yes. this morning. Mm-hmm. The world-renowned theoretical physicist died yesterday at the age of 76. The cast of CBS's The Big Bang Theory, who appeared with Hawking in seven episodes, said it had been an honor, and they thanked him for inspiring the world. Astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson tweeted that an intellectual vacuum has been left in Hawking's wake. Others who paid their respects through social media included musicians Steven Tyler, Courtney Love, and Nickelback. Cambridge University, where Hawking was a research director, simply remembered the professor with one of his own quotes, look up at the stars and not down at your feet. Yes, yes, and I'm really glad that you said that, too, because it's so interesting, is it not? Stephen Hawking was struck with Lou Gehrig's disease, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, which is progressive paralysis, and normally it takes your life in about two years. He had some kind of different version of it, allowed him to live for, I don't know, 50 years Mm -hmm. with this, although he was totally incapacitated. And and part of that quote comes up with something I was reading when he was asked to reflect on his struggle with this diagnosis and this paralysis for all of those years. I mean, he couldn't even move. He wound up, he couldn't even talk. He says, why work so hard for a Ph.D.? when you could be dead in a couple of years, to which he responded, as you said, remember to look up at the stars and not down at your feet. Try to make sense, Hawking said, of what you see and about what makes the universe exist. Be curious, and however difficult life may seem, there is always something you can do and succeed at. It matters that you don't just give up. 
and with all the adversity he had in his life with ALS. What a great message that is for all of us. Yeah, he certainly didn't give up himself. Remarkable story. Stephen Hawking, gone at 76. Tom Alexander in for Deb. Thanks a lot, Tom. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. In Deb's absence, I'll be hosting our weekly legal brief segment with attorney Jeff Kaufman, nationally recognized personal injury attorney licensed in 18 states, who joins us here this morning on the 50,000-watt front porch via phone because I know you're in trial out in Melbourne. Jeff, good morning. Good morning. A lot of interesting stuff going on, bud. Man, oh man, the North Salmon trial, opening statements, first witnesses we believe will be called today. What do we look for? All of this, of course, the trial um, uh, of the widow of the um, of the Pulse nightclub killer, Omar Mateen. Yeah, there's a lot going on with that, you know, but it's it's pretty simple for everyone. If they just have to show that she did some affirmative act. She did something to help him do this more than just knowing. I mean, of course she knew. The question is, is what did she do? How did she help him out? I see, and that will be the key as to whether or not she's aiding and abetting his terrorist activities because he's on record as saying he was killing for ISIS and in the name of Allah, correct? We do have that in the 911 calls. Yeah, yeah, that was a surprise they got that in, but they did. So, you know, I think the only reason they got that in, though, is what they call a dying declaration, meaning the person on the phone yeah. was uh, who had actually died, and that's ridiculously sad. But, you know, thank God they were on the phone. Do you think they get her on, on the terrorist counts and obstruction of justice? How do you think it'll ultimately go if you had to bet? Uh, my, my feeling is the obstruction cases, they're going to they're gonna nail her on that one, and, they're gonna, and the judge most likely will max her out. As far as the aid and abetting, you know, it's, unless they have something they haven't showed us, yeah. you know, they don't have anything other than that she was in the car with him when he was driving around. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of tough. All right. Let me ask you about the NRA suit against Florida over raising the age for buying a rifle from 18 to 21. Will the NRA prevail or not? Um, in the, unless the law changes, because they've already ruled on this a couple of years ago, and it went up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court refused to hear it. But the federal court had already ruled that, Yes, they can, and dealt with handguns. And their issue really is is that, well, somebody at 18, they can join the Army, they can do all this other stuff, but they also can't drink. So we, all, we do put you know, certain limitations on an 18-year-old, and the courts found that to be valid. So having said that, how do you see this lawsuit turning out? Uh, I, I, see the, I see the NRA losing all in right. this situation. I mean, they, they, you already can't get a handgun, and they're going to go, well, a rifle is different. No, it really isn't. All right. It's been standing law 21 um, uh, for 50 years on the handgun. Yeah. Well, right. that, each state can do what they want to do. There are a couple states that already have it down, at, uh, have it up at 21. Florida just didn't. So they, they're in their right to change their laws. Understand. All right, this unsavory story um, enveloping um, uh, the president in all kinds of legal activity right now behind the scenes is porn star Stormy Daniels. Uh, Trump's lawyers are trying to deal with her offer now to return that $130,000 hush money check, quote-unquote, and uh, to tell her story of the affair she allegedly had with Trump right around the time that he was getting married to Melania. What are your thoughts on the way this will ultimately play out, Jeff? What's going to happen is her story is going to get out some way. Now, the idea of her returning the money, that's not the way a contract works. For example, if you sell me your house and five years later say, well, I want the house back because it's worth more. And that's what you're dealing with now. Stormy's story is worth more now than it was when she signed it. 
And that's what she wants to go back to. She's going to get paid a million dollars to give her story in comparison to 130. So they could actually probably hold her to it. But I think they're just going to walk away from this one because Trump doesn't want to go into a courtroom. And the attorney who paid the money, you know, then it's going to be his case. And, you know, that's not really valid for him either. The Trump attorneys are reportedly also trying to keep 60 minutes from broadcasting the interview with Stormy Daniels that they have already done. What do you think on that score, Jeff? I, I, I think somebody's just trying to get a check in this case. I mean, this is kind of silly for an interview you already did. Now, what's happening is they go, well, we don't want it to replay online. We don't want you to replay the footage later. But, I mean, Kat's already out of the bag. Got it. Hey, listen, we've asked um, our listeners, if they have legal questions, to text them in to you. And here is one for you to tackle right now from one of our listeners texting at 23680. Can you sue spam callers who call your cell phone even though you're on a do not call list. Boy, we can all relate to this, and I will be listening closely. Go ahead on this, Jeff. Well, this is what's happening now. Local com- These companies are now spoofing local numbers, like 407 numbers. When you try to, you'll get a call from 407, it'll be a spam caller, because now, you know, these spam callers are now figuring out new ways to get you to pick up the phone. If you're on the do not call list and they call you, you absolutely can go after them. And you can prevail. Yeah. What are the penalties for them continuing to call you when you're on a do-not-call list here? I mean, can you hit them hard on this thing or what? Not that hard. I mean, there's there's set amounts. Like, I think it's around $1,500. I got to look it up a little better, but there's Uh a set amount. You you don't get anything really above that. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Always great talking with you. Legal Briefs with Attorney Jeff Kaufman. Every Thursday morning, normally hosted by Deb, she's off today, and Jeff's nationally recognized as a personal injury attorney licensed in 18 states. If you want to reach out to him uh, with your legal questions and concerns, um, you can reach him at jeff at whenyouneedus.com, jeff at whenyouneedus.com, or on the phone at 407-706-3535, 407-706-3535. Jeff, I know you got to get back in court out there for that trial in Melbourne. Great to have you with us here on Good Morning Orlando on Legal Briefs. Have a great day. We'll catch you next week. Appreciate that, bud. All right. Good deal. Good Morning Orlando rolling on to the 9 o'clock hour from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. A few final thoughts here in just a moment. And, of course, one more update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Wherever you stand on Donald Trump as president, you can't say that this guy doesn't work hard. He is always working. And yesterday, you know, amid this whole tumultuous situation of blowing out Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, and he found out about it with a tweet and then talked to the president three hours later, and now CIA Director Mike Pompeo is going to be um, nominated and, and is nominated, and I'm sure will be confirmed to replace him. Um The president was winging his way in Air Force One down to San Diego to eyeball those prototypes for his wall. These companies that wanted to bid on the wall, they had to build these sections of what their wall would look like. All had to be 30 feet high. They had to go far enough underground to make it very difficult to tunnel under. Had to be able to stand withstand all kinds of assaults against them by, uh, you know, bullets or whatever else it happened to be or sledgehammers. And um, it was really interesting to see President Trump 
But the the businessman, the construction mogul, he's a builder, okay? Examining these, talking with the Border Patrol folks and the folks who had made each one of these different versions of the wall um, that they are pitching that the president wants to the tune of $18 billion all across the the unprotected areas of the U.S.-Mexican border. Here's a little bit of Trump checking out those prototypes. If you don't have a wall system, you're going to have, we're not going to have a country. There's a lot of problems in Mexico. They have a lot of problems over there. And they have the cartels. And the cartels, we're fighting the cartels. And we're fighting them hard. Nobody ever fought them like we fought them. And we're looking very much at the wall with some see-through capability on the other side and then solid concrete on top or steel and concrete on top. The round piece that you see up here or you see more clearly back there, the larger it is, the better it is because it's very hard to get over the top. It's really deterrent from getting over the top. Who would think? Who would think? But getting over the top is easy. These are like professional mountain climbers. They're incredible climbers. They can't climb some of these walls. Some of them they can. Those are the walls we're not using. I couldn't stop watching it. It was really, really interesting, Yaffe. And he's working with a border patrol there who, based on their experiences down there, are going to work with him to come up with the very best of all of the prototypes combined into one. But there is still the issue. You know, we don't have the $18 billion firmly firmly nailed down to get this done. And this has got to be done. Did you see yesterday that when he was doing this, there was protesters in Mexico? Just- oh, yeah. Peeking over the fence. Peeking over the fence, <laughs> shouting protests, you know, you if, can't build it high enough, we'll find a way to get over It's amazing. People don't have any problem with breaking into a sovereign nation. You know, I mean, it just it's amazing. I don't understand. The, I guess I do understand the mindset down there. Uh, but, but, we, but, I mean, it was just amazing how easy it was for them to look over the fence that's there now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just shows how easy it is to cross. Yeah, I mean, and, and the fences there are lame compared to what the president's talking about. Right. You know, and, and, well, and we need the wall, exactly. The Border Patrol guy was terrific that Trump was talking with down there, and he was, you know, the cameras were rolling, and you could hear what he was saying. And he was saying that even with those fences, you know, and all the holes that are on them, we have to keep on patching up. You know, and all of this, they're so easy to breach compared to what they're talking about here with this wall uh, and all these prototypes. It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, He said they've vastly been able to cut down on illegal immigration, drug trafficking, potential terrorists or whatever, just with that kind of wall. And Trump said, you know, we can get it down 99 percent with the wall. This needs to happen. We'll continue to push for it. Hey, that'll do it for this edition of Good Morning Orlando. We'll look for you tomorrow morning. Until then, for Yaffe and the rest of the team, the Budman, thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.